0: Love
1: Talk Radio Hello folks, this is Carl. It is uh Sunday, what, the uh nineteenth of uh November. And uh we're gonna be on here for the next hour and a half and I'm gonna take Raven on here in just a moment. Okay, Raven, you should hear me. You should. I can hear you, Carl. Okay, good. All right, we are uh, just about ready to go, and we're going to continue on our uh, long journey. And if it takes a year, I don't care. It's about the cross of Jesus Christ. And the cross of Christ, folks, will, as I say every week, and I'll probably say for the next 30 weeks or however long it takes us to finish uh, this. is the, It is the pivotal point of all eternity for everybody, regardless of whether you're a believer or not. What you do and how you evaluate the cross of Christ in your life will determine whether you will spend eternity in the lake of fire or the new heaven and new earth. And where we were, um, well, before we get into that, let me give a phone number here. If anybody would like to call in and ask a question or make a comment, uh, it's toll-free from any phone in the continental United States, uh, be it a cell phone or a landline, and the number is 319, area code five two seven six two zero eight. And we'll be glad to take your call. If you make a comment or have a question, it's not mandatory that it be on the topic we're talking about. Could be. That would be, uh, you know, just keep continuity going through the topic we're speaking of, the cross of Christ. All right, now, many people worldwide believe in Jesus. They just don't believe in the cross. Jesus, even even um, the Islamic faith, as I understand it, and I could be wrong on this because I've not studied it, believes that Jesus is a relative of Allah. Uh, the world believes there was a man named Jesus, uh, and that's a general statement. What they don't believe is that he is the Christ, the only Christ, the only Redeemer, the only Savior, the only advocate between man and God, the only way to God there is. There is no other road that leads to God other than through Jesus Christ, faith in him. That is the sticker, and that is what I say. How you view the cross of Christ will determine where you will spend all eternity, not your denomination, not church membership, not being baptized in water, not having made a novena, which is uh, nine consecutive, usually uh, it's usually nine mass and communion, nine consecutive uh It can be nine consecutive days. It can be nine consecutive weeks, Uh, not weeks, but months. You know, there's there's several different novenas in Roman Catholicism. Uh, Not because you have repeated a sinner's prayer. Not because you have accepted Jesus Christ into your heart. Not because you have voiced the words repentance, but never even been Confirm to you that you are a sinner on your way to hell Without the blood of Christ being applied to your life Now what we left off last uh, last week was very interesting Because Raven who's on with me happens to have lived through this um, I'm going to read Romans 8, 17 and 8 uh, no, 16 and 17 It says the spirit itself The spirit, capital S Holy Spirit itself bears with our spirit. We are children of God. And then 17 says, And if children and heirs and heirs of God and joint heirs of Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, we shall also be glorified together with him. Okay. We left off. I'm going to actually say it probably started in verse 16. Um the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit. We're children of God. And Rayden is uh, one of the few people that uh, I think uh, I've ever heard admit to me that they bought into a false sense of security, that they did what the church told them. And they were saying they're, you know, like the old song for those people who are old like me. The Harper Valley PTA, we've joined it. Um uh, We've done what the pastor says we've done what Carl says we've done this we've done that. we threw our cigarettes in the air we 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 went to the to the uh a yearly fall festival uh at a particular church and believe me in my area we have one that every year the youth up through teens uh takes all their phones all their uh literature of pornography all of their uh, ipads and everything they put them in a huge pile and they have on a saturday afternoon they 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 set fire to this throw a little gasoline on it and uh and that's the way they defeat sin in their life uh raven is in, unusual in the fact that uh she lived in this false of seeker-sensitive conversion, the seeker-sensitive gospel that I like and similar to the prosperity message. The gospel, it does not want to tell you, as I heard Mr. Osteen say on Larry King many years ago, and I heard it, so it's not something I read. And Larry King asked him, he says, uh, Joel, he says, uh, Christianity is very heavy on the cross of Christ and faith in the shed blood of Christ, and yet you don't seem to preach it. Do you not believe it? And Joel answered very honestly. He said, yes, Larry, we do believe in it. But it gives people, let me think of what he said. It gives people a bad self-image. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Jesus Christ did not die on the cross. The most hideous, it was such a hideous death that the hideousness of it was made into a movie maybe ten years ago with Mel Gibson, uh, and, it, and it received great acquaintance because the the ones who made the movie, uh, I guess, portrayed his his agony with great great detail. Uh, and Raven realized that after going along, being part of this Harper Valley PTA, that. Uh, Verse 16, the Spirit itself bears witness to our spirit. We are children of God. Well, something had to happen, and she explained that last week, where she uh, came to the stark realization that she was not born again. Going through all the motions, church membership, probably tithing, probably taking communion much every three months. And we don't want to do it too often, most churches, because it... It makes a ritual. How you can make a ritual out of Christ dying on the cross to save your soul, but there again, that's secret-sensitive Christianity. Uh, and she was just in the middle or getting started, and I asked her the question: well, How did it feel? And what did you do? And what were your, what were your reactions? To this was it—panic, was it unbelief in the beginning? Because there could have been a lot of things, and then. Take take us through what the Holy Spirit guided you through, and I'm going to assume that it wasn't panic, because the Holy Spirit doesn't make us panic. He doesn't make us do things on the spur of the moment. You've got to sow your ten thousand dollar seed with me right now, or you won't get ten times the amount back. That's Satan. Always an emergency. And and she was describing when unfortunately I asked a decent question, but unfortunately I asked it, what about seven six minutes ago and we never finished. So why don't you go ahead and pick it up again, and how you how you felt and uh, and what did the how did the Holy Spirit guide you through this? Because obviously He does not use guilt. Anytime you're guilty, it's Satan the Holy Spirit convicts you and leads you. So go ahead. All right, Carl. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear well. me, Carl? Okay, good. Very well, yes. All right. Can you hear me?
0: Absolutely. Can you hear me? Yes, okay, I can. All okay,
1: right. go ahead.
0: So I, I want to make one thing clear, and that is that the, the church that I that told me that I got saved the, the first time, which obviously wasn't really a first time, but um, I mean, they were, they, they went through the whole, uh, what is often called the Romans road. You know, they went through and they, they, ta- they showed me, you know, how you need to, um, you know, not by works, lest anyone should boast, and, you know, all these things. They went through scripture. They went through scripture. It wasn't just, you know, uh, if you don't know God, then, you know, just say this prayer and you will. It wasn't just a, you know, a quick thing. But the problem is, I did not have a change of heart. I had a change. I had a change of mind.
1: Now, Raymond. I want to interrupt you a minute. Folks, I'd like to, and I I don't ever ask this. I want you to write this down, please. The first thing that guided her, because believe me, there is a gentleman from the Midwest who started a movement called Seeker Sensitive. And out in California, I understand that there's a, uh, even though I, the Seeker Sensitive movement, has somewhere in some area of California between 25 and 30,000 members. Folks, this is, we're, not, we're not talking one or two lost souls, which would be bad enough. We're talking the life or death for all eternity. And I want you to mark this down. The first thing that they were doing is they were leading you through all, leading you through scripture. Uh, am I right in that? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no. I was going. They went through scripture, 100%. Okay. What did they leave out, obviously? <sighs> well, they you left your out. Repentance?
0: I don't recall anything about repentance.
1: Okay, that's a good one. It was,
0: the, the the main thing was, it wasn't so much about God. It was about me. It was, do you want to avoid hell? It wasn't about pleasing God. It was about pleasing the flesh. It was about avoiding hell.
1: Which is not a bad secondary motive, but the key to what you just said that's wrong, it was about you you making a decision and not, number one, the fact that we've been saved by grace, which is from God, not that we love God first, but that he loved us, that it all starts, the redemption of our body starts with Jesus Christ, with God. Okay, go That's ahead. Right. In fact, this, this right. to me is number one, number one point. As you come to things, you know, tell people this will be number two and number three and number four. Because folks, the enemy doesn't have a million different tactics. He works in one way. So go ahead. All right. So.
0: So anyway, so. That was what happened first. They they didn't really, you know, it was just like you know the 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 preaching was this fire and brimstone preaching, you know, which we're used to, and it was. and and there's yeah, oh yes. And and there's but nothing it wrong.
1: Always, but it was not leading to repentance is what I hear you saying.
0: That's right. It wasn't about wanting to please a God who we were sinning against. It was about not wanting to go to hell, which, of course, we don't want to go to hell. But we need to realize that we have against a holy God and that is the primary issue with so many churches we don't realize that the problem is we have no love for him we don't care about who he is we are we are so lost because we don't fear the God that has the ability to cast us into hell. It's not about the fact that we're going there. It's why we're going there. Good. And, and that's the problem. It's, it's, it's not that we're going there. It's not that we that we should fear going there. It's that we should fear the God who sends us there. And and that is our problem. All we all so many churches just just focus on, you know, you're going to hell unless you you turn to him and ask him into your heart. You
1: know, no no nope. doing fine what's that keep going you're doing fine so, any so other, I had any other yeah. bullets you can give us to what they built on that you found out was bogus not that these were bogus right. I shouldn't say but it's got to be led by repentance number one and Raven I've got many verses that show repentance is a must, or there is no salvation whatsoever. So go ahead.
0: Absolutely. And so, and so what happened was I went along for many years following not just the rules of the church, but even scripture, which, you know, which says, you know, you're supposed to, you know, do certain things, and you're supposed to love God. And, and I believed I loved God because I was trying.
1: I was trying to do ah, Man, that hits me hard, yes. i got to be honest with you, Raven. I've always thought that way as a result of my religious upbringing. I was
0: trying to do things for God for the church whatever I mean I went to church I was in church every time it was open I was there on Sunday morning I was there on Sunday night I was there on Wednesday evening I was teaching classes you know I was teaching kids classes I was there for VBS Vacation Bible School if people aren't aware of that I, I mean, I was serving the, the church. I was serving the kids. I, was, I did everything. I did everything. Except what I didn't do is, is, a, <laughs> is turn to him. I didn't. I couldn't understand why I, I wasn't hearing from God. I never heard his voice. I I couldn't forgive my family. I couldn't. Nothing was working the way it was supposed to go. Everything was
1: a mess in my I'm going to add now? that is number two. A number two bullet. If you did certain things, certain effects would happen. In other words, certain choices would lead to certain results. So. Even though you were going through the motions, none of the things the scripture says would happen as a result of it happened. So then, logically, then I must not be doing the thing right that causes the result. Right. Now, I, I read. I
0: got. Yep. I read books on how to hear from God, how to hear His voice. I I read everything right. I could get my hands on.
1: Yes. Uh, I've been there. Been there. I've still got... No, I threw most of that away. Unless it's pointing to truth and and salvation, uh, repentance towards God and faith in Christ, I've thrown half my collection away. But okay, go ahead. I'm with you. Yep. Okay. I read through the Bible backwards, forwards,
0: inside out, and upside down. I prayed... Down on my knees more times than I can even tell you. Lord, what do I need to do? What more can I do? What do I what am I not doing right? You see, it was always what am I not doing?
1: That was wrong. I still ask those questions, but I don't want to jump the gun and say that I'm not born again. But this could this be from a training and background of morality, for instance, a religious upbringing, but not necessarily Christian. Uh, it can be from the the church traditions.
0: It can be from. From from not really having Christ, but thinking we have it, and that's where I was. I that's, mean, the churches, e- even on the little placards you see in front of churches, you know, it'll say, yep. you know, things like, you know, this is we're going to teach you how to, you know, how to do this or that this week. You know, I mean, the the the, the preaching is often. You know, how to do this, how to do that. The Bible tells us how. Romans, which we're reading right now, Galatians, walk in the spirit, and
1: you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And real shortly, is, how did you, what, what big change yep. did you make now to walk in the spirit? There's only one. There's only
0: one true change, but but I, I will say this: It's not an instantaneous thing, and so here's uh-huh. what happened.
1: Good good. good even, good, even good. though
0: there is an instantaneous change, there is a progression that he puts you through after salvation.
1: so okay. sure. so hold on. Hold on, hold on. Let's act like I'm interrupting you because I am. The change happens to you immediately upon true salvation. It's an instantaneous change spiritually. But now you're saying you may spend, you now have to spend maybe the rest of your life making this change to your flesh and your physical and what you actually do in the flesh.
0: Well, let me explain so so uh, one day, I was in church, and we had changed churches several times and and the big reason was because I see now that I was uh, troubled in my flesh and in my spirit i knew yes. I knew that in all this struggle I was going through, trying to be better, trying to be better, trying to I knew that I was not there. And I, I kept going through scripture and and seeing things and saying, but how, how does that work? I, I, I'm not, I don't have any of this joy. I don't have any of this love. I don't have any of these fruits of the spirit. I don't get it. How does this work? Why can't I hear from you, God? I don't have any of this. And one day I'm sitting in church and the pastor was preaching. Now I won't say, that he was necessarily preaching anything different. The difference was in the conviction of the Holy Spirit and my spirit. One day, just going, Ugh. that's the best way that I can say it. Now, it wasn't a panic, it, like you say. It wasn't a, it wasn't the, my flesh suddenly going, oh, you know. It was, it was the Holy Spirit convicting me and my spirit saying yes and so what i heard was from him though that's
1: it raven that's yeah. exactly the three-letter word dave Risen used to his salvation and i mean that sincerely seriously dave pastor dave that one word yes
0: yes yeah, that, that's right we must Say, yeah. And, and so at that moment, and, and I believe, no, I know. I remember him saying, do you know for sure that you know him? Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are saved? And, I, and, and the Holy Spirit said to me, you don't, do you? And, and I realized what, that what, what, what he, did he, he say you? The Holy Spirit said, said to me, "You don't you don't know, do you? Okay. because okay, I, had, okay. I, had had, I had had doubts here and there. See, and I no yep. longer have any doubt. There is zero doubt in my mind. Zero. When Satan tries to say to me, now, are you sure? I know. And I can say to him, get away from me. I am a child of God. I am 100% certain of that. See, I know. I know. There is zero doubt in my mind. None whatsoever. He cannot attack me there. He cannot attack me there. I have no doubt at all. Satan cannot attack me in my salvation, ever, because here's what happened. When the Holy Spirit said to me, you don't know. See, it wasn't guilt. It wasn't guilt from Satan. It was conviction from the Holy Spirit. He said, you don't know. You don't have that assurance. You're not sure. That was not Satan. It was the Holy Spirit telling me, you have not repented. You haven't truly. And that's why you cannot hear God. That's why you don't have any of the fruits. That's why you don't have any joy, why you don't have any peace. You go through life every day with all this struggle inside of you. You're a mess. And I left church that day and I went through and I, I was coming back that night and I just, you know, I, I, talking to God all day saying, I, I, what do I do? So what do I do? And I knew what I needed to do. I knew. What? And he, I needed to repent and turn to him fully 100%. I didn't need to listen to any pastor tell me prayer. I didn't need to do any of that. But what I did need to do, he told me, he said, go back tonight and tell the pastor that you are not saved. And I look back now and I understand why he wanted me to do that. And the reason is because everyone in that church, believed I was saved, including the pastor. I shocked him when I came back. Because when I came back, I grabbed him and his wife was standing next to him. And I said, Pastor, I am not saved. And he looked at me and he said, well, of course you are. And I said, no, I am not. And he said, what do you mean? He said, you talk about Christ all the time. I can see that you are. And I said, you are wrong. You are wrong. I have been talking about him all the time. I said, I say the words. I, I even worship him in the church. I talk about him. I know all the scripture. I know it all. But I don't have it in my heart that I don't have him. And he looked at me and he said, come with me. And he and his wife took me into a room and I told him, I said, I don't know him and he doesn't know me. You are and religious. I, I was religious. I followed, I followed scripture I could I could take you down you know all the way through. I even could quote verses about repentance. I knew it all. I knew every bit of it. But my heart didn't know it. My head knew all of it, but my heart knew nothing.
1: And what absolutely You're right now at a critical point. What did you immediately do?
0: My pastor said said to me, he said, what do you need to do? And I broke down. I was broken, completely broken. I wept before the Lord. I wept before the Lord. And I prayed what he gave me, not what a person gave me, what God gave me. I repented of everything. I even repented of my false conversion. I repented of everything. I I repented of, you know, of, of the lies that I had spoke to other people about. About how to be, I, I repented of all of it, and I said, "Okay, Lord, I just want to love you from here on. I just want to do what you want me to do. Please, just show me how. I can't even tell you everything, because it was no, it this, was
1: him. No, no, it no, was, no, no. Well, but that was that was everything. Is surrendering yeah. your any of your wisdom and asking him to do it totally it was surrendering
0: my will now Uh
1: okay Okay. that's that's a big one surrendering
0: your will yep and I and I mean I just sobbed I just wept before the Lord and I told my pastor I said I have to get baptized today Now, it wasn't because it was something that had to be done to secure my salvation. The reason was because everyone in church believed I had been saved. And I needed to get up in front of the church and testify to them that it had been false. Everything they had seen in me had been false. It had been a lie. And, and any, I, I, I was not embarrassed or, or, or anything by the fact that it had been a lie, because it was God in me, you see. It was God that made the change. I was full of so much joy to admit that God had made this change, that he had worked this in me. I stood up there in that baptismal and said, all that in the past, it wasn't true. This is what's true. This is what's real. And so I want everyone to know it. I want everyone to see it, that this salvation and it it made there were some things that made an instantaneous change I had been following him I had been trying so hard to to follow him that there are there are verses about head covering and that kind of thing that that we were trying so that, that I was literally wearing head covering. I was doing everything, trying to follow him so perfectly that I wasn't following
1: him at all. Oh, so you know that day, hold on, yes, Ray, there. Are, I can't tell you how many thousands of people out there that are hearing this, that are in that area. I'm sure. You remember you? You remember you asked me a question the other day. I told you to make yeah. sure you. And you asked me what area is the point of attack? Oh, yes. The answer to that question was all of the things you mentioned. Oh, yes. Okay. See
0: how important
1: we, yes, we. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm not, there are people out there who really have not come to the point you – the Holy Spirit, and this is Raven, and I'll I'll tell you what, we're in an interview, and I mean it sincerely. The Spirit does tell me that I am a child of God, but I've got the constant attack. And we'll talk about this Tuesday morning. Okay. I I just want to – I want to give you sort of where I stand so you can think about it for Tuesday. Okay. Uh, I really believe I am saved. I honestly do, uh, but I'm telling you that the assault—I uh, don't have when 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 Satan throws this this when he throws this doubt at me, I don't tell him, "Hey, get out of here! You're defeated." I I don't. Uh, it bothers me quite badly. Now yeah. I realize salvation is not a matter of emotions. This just – I'm going from the host of the program telling you that I feel like a victim, even though spirit does tell me that I'm saved. I still get buffeted. Now, is that possible? Possible. Okay, okay, okay. So you're not saying that – Doubts still don't come in your mind occasionally, are they you you're not saying oh, they no. can't no I, okay, maybe I don't it.
0: have doubt no, okay. I don't have doubt anymore. no, I definitely do not have doubt anymore. Well, I'm saying thought
1: thought Have you ever given I, thought raven here has, has it ever come upon you at points of attack, which is a word you used in the message? Oh, you yeah. sent uh uh-huh. right. What if you're wrong? What if you haven't? What if you haven't?
0: Satan will will say that to me, but immediately I can go to that okay. time, okay. that moment okay. of time.
1: Okay. Okay. So you're saying that can come up to you, though. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. But I, right. I but I can point to that moment of time and say, Satan, you are wrong. I know that I am saved. Uh, God okay. tells okay. me that I'm saved, and 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 so. Um, and that's, it's that's an the way I
1: feel. That's mm-hmm. the way I feel. Now there's thousands uh-huh. of people out here, Raven. If just in an area of California, there's twenty five to thirty thousand who claim to be part of this group. Right. And they they do not hear repentance because it gives people bad self image. It does a lot of things. For a guy uh-huh. named John Corson, who is today still preaching in California. And the late David Wilkerson, it does have a direct negative impact on your attendance and on your giving, on the giving that's given to the church. So, but you're okay. So you're not saying you never have these thoughts, but you just bring the word of God to them, like Jesus Christ did in Matthew four. Okay. Uh, All right.
0: uh, Right. Not not just that, but 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 God gives me. God gives me the words, and he gives me that moment. He shows me that moment in time. See, I have that one moment in time when, he, when I accepted him and he accepted me. He gives me that moment and says, you are my child. And I can say to Satan, I know. There is zero doubt in my mind, and you
1: have no authority over me. And that I believe. That I believe. Okay, so you're talking to, remember, we are the Church of Laodicea. The Church of Laodicea has been all my life, and I'm closer to 81 than 80. The Church of Laodicea has two main functions, money and good work. We are the church of Laodicea. So many people that are hearing your voice right now, Raven, and by many I could mean three, chance that one or more of these people fall into this false salvation. So keep going. Right. Okay. So after that
0: happened, after that day, uh, I've, I mean, until, until, I've gone through a lot of trials, so many, but. Each time, I mean, God has brought me to brokenness again and again in many ways. And each time he will say to me, listen, you have to, you must continue closer to me in each of these things I bring you through. And each time the fruits of the spirit are 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 are, are, uh, are grown. Each time he brings me further and further into forgiveness, into love, into joy, into peace, into all of these things. And and and, and recently, I've been able to do something. He brought me through a huge. Huge thing where I, I wondered if I would ever be able to do it because it's been so hard. And that was I've been through. Oh man! If I if I were to tell people, it, it, I would be on here for hours, days, days going through
1: all the junk that I've gone through in well, my life. Well, you you you've got well, You've got a little over forty minutes, so go ahead. <laughs>
0: right. And, and and I'm talking about uh, child abuse, domestic violence. Uh, oh, oh, I mean, um, I, I'm just I'm putting it out there because it, it doesn't matter. God says go ahead. Um, rape. Um, uh, I mean, it, 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 there's so much that I have gone through. And let me tell you something before you st- anybody starts. Feeling sorry for me, or 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 thinking, oh, how could a God allow you? God allows us to go through things for our good and His glory.
1: I that's mean, right. and that He is, that, will.
0: That,
1: you know, Raven, I'm preparing tonight Psalm four and five in the, for the study tonight, and that's exactly what He says at the end of that. All this is for the glory of God. David says it. That's right.
0: And, and many, year, oh, many years ago, God gave me uh, a couple of verses in Psalms. And <laughs> today, he showed me the reason. This was when I was 35 years old. And today he showed me the reason that he gave me those verses because I never understood completely why he was giving me those verses. Now, my, my mother, I forgave my dad many years ago, um, and he was saved at 93 years old, nine months before he passed away. I've been having difficulty. I had some difficulty forgiving my sisters and finally did. But my mother has been a real issue for me. And I couldn't understand really why. And, and I finally realized it was because she, I never felt any love from her at all. She was neglectful. She was hateful. She used me. I mean, I could go through a lot of things that my mother did. But here's the thing. And if yeah, you're yeah, out here, there, if, Raven, if, let, any, let's if get, any...
1: Let's get back to wa- this. I, well,
0: I want to make ahead. it clear. I, I need to you're make broke. it clear to some people. I need to make it clear to some people because there may be some people out there who feel that they've just been neglected, abused, whatever in life. And these are the verses. Psalm 51, 5, 10, 12, and 13. Behold, behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with your generous spirit. Then, then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. And I understood. That's right what we're doing right now. Yes, and here's the thing. I understood 10, 12, 13. I understood creating a clean heart in me. I understood restoring to me the joy of your salvation and, and teaching transgressors. I, I understood it, but I didn't get how verse 5 was part of it. I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Well, I pulled this up my bible app today and and here is what the nasb bible says now you may have whoever's listening you may have a particular fondness for the kjv or the new kjv but i want to read this because it's important verse 5 behold i was brought forth in guilt okay The same thing as iniquity in guilt and in sin my mother conceived me. I was brought forth in guilt. Now, the guilt of my mother, all the guilt, the shame thing that I carried from my mother and the guilt that she held all of her life, all of uh, the guilt of her family, we have this, this generational curse that we hang on to because either we're not saved or because we don't want to let it go, because we either don't know how to or because we're angry or, or whatever our reasons are. I had to realize that, that I had to be able to, first of all, forgive her, and I had to realize I was forgiven by God if I am saved. That guilt of hers is not mine. It's not my guilt to hold it doesn't belong to me it doesn't have anything to do with me he created a clean yes
1: i need to interrupt you okay i'm being selfish listeners. no it's okay go ahead Uh, i am gonna go ahead you can't stop me okay I have maybe not phrased the words to you, but if you had two brain cells connecting, and you and I have known each other quite well in the last eight, nine years, yeah. seven eight whatever, I am burdened by guilt Mhm, okay, is it possibility that I am just appropriating what I was raised in a guilt? It is possible. That's what you're saying. I've never thought of that before. Guilt is not of God. even though I'm not, even though I'm not, even though Exodus 20 verse 6 tells us that if we are believers in Christ and we love God, the generational curse is not applying to us. I could still be carrying the baggage. You're saying. Yes. My. This is what God's Raven yes go ahead. We're, we're getting down to we're getting down to the point of attack. I never intended yeah. for this to come out tonight you're bringing a whole new light on the point of attack I've never thought of.
0: God told me today, my mother's guilt and sin has nothing to do with me. He created a clean heart in me. I need to leave Ooh. my parents my parents, and especially my mom's guilt, which was holding me behind me, and stop focusing on it. It's not mine to hold. When I just focus on him working on me and my own spirit,
1: then he can also focus on what he has prepared for me. And see, that's the thing, Raven. Everything that I do is overshadowed by this constant guilt. And I can't figure out why I'm guilty because I have told God, please do whatever you got to do. Take my eyesight, my life, anything. And yet I can't get out of this guilt, but you're showing me something I've never, I remember that psalm. I've been conceived in iniquity and I never knew what that meant. Yes. In other
0: words,
1: we're not raised in Arizzy and Harriet's wonderful home. That's right. We're, we have to, we have this baggage. Yes. And other did conceive me. Okay, but what you're saying is, even though I do show some of the fruit of the spirit, not much. Uh, I can't get away from this. And folks, this is some. It's personal to the fact Raven and I have been talking about this this week. She sent me a message that said to me, basically, uh, are you worse this week than you've been? And I said, yeah, I'm just constantly bad. And she's asked me what the point of attack was, and I today told her all of it. I've never taken, I've never even thought of this. It's possible that I'm carrying baggage that Christ is saying, I've already destroyed that baggage. Why do you have to carry it? Because you said another yeah. thing here that's me. You said another thing, T. You can now concentrate on him, and that's what this bag is doing. It's keeping my concentration off him. Yes, exactly. Well, this is monumental. Yes, it is. Because I honestly, I've even told God at times, if I'm not saved, do whatever you've got to do. Take my health. Put me in a hospital. Now I have never been broken like you've been broken, and and I I I honestly wish that I it would happen. But there again, I'm trying to put more experiences in my past, which is a form of religion. What I've done, right? I've never thought of what you just said, Raven, until. It's now 3.53, say 3.48, five minutes ago. I may be right. carrying my mother's guilt, and that's a, I've never thought of that. Yeah, My family's guilt. They were very, 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 and I'm talking people raised in the 30s and the 40s in very strict Roman Catholicism, which at that time was guilt number one yeah. motivator i go to confession raven i would walk out of confession i would go up to the altar to say penance and before i finish penance i would be back up and going back in the in the line to go to confession because i was guilty now for making a bad confession i'm just a raving nut with this stuff
0: right
1: now that, that i don't go to confession anymore i quit all that in 1986 but this guilt still oppresses me. That's why I'm constantly attacked. I've never thought of this. It's it's it's
0: it's uh it's that V eight moment I always tell you about, right?
1: Well, I don't know what you'd call this. All I'm gonna say is I've never thought about it because it didn't make sense to me biblically. And I mm-hmm. am trying to be as clear as I can be with God and I've been for years and yet I wonder why am I being a, why is this I see nothing but gloom and doom yeah I'm existing yeah. in past guilt yes
0: and we're not supposed to exist there
1: let me ask you a question and this may be out of place on a radio show it's never out of believe- place that the Holy Spirit is leading you Right. Hold on. If you, After we're done with this program, which will be about 35 minutes, I want you to call me. I got one – one. well, I'll ask it now. Okay. Knowing me and serving me, do you mm-hmm. believe what I feel that I am saved?
0: I don't know. I think we need Good a longer question. talk. Yes. I think we well, need
1: a we'll longer that. talk. We'll do that Tuesday. Okay. Okay. Because this 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 to me is a key. I am carrying the guilt and not blaming my mother. But that's the right. way I was raised. In fact I was prepared to tell you Tuesday that my religious background has created this guilt in me and I can't shake it. I can't shake it. Right. Folks, I, uh, I in a way I want to apologize cuz I never knew the program was going to go in this direction, but okay, let's let's continue though with your experience. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, this
0: has So that released me. That released me. From so, much, I have so much more peace. Since sw- I was up all night praying and reading scripture and praying and reading scripture, ah, that gave me so much peace. Oh, and now, I mean, I love my sister. I love my dad. I love my daughters, but I have to admit, the love for my mom, even though. Even though there was godly love, you know, like I I wanted her. I hoped she was saved before she passed and, you know, that kind of thing. But there was still anger, and that's not love, you know. So there was something missing. So there was something missing. It wasn't full godly love. That's gone. I searched my heart. I searched my heart. I said, And I said, Lord, search my heart. Please show me. I asked him. I said, show me if there's anything left there that I need to repent of. And there's nothing. It's all gone. I love okay. her completely now. I love her. I love her, and I have forgiven her for everything. I love her. And, it, and that's where the peace comes. It doesn't matter that she neglected me. that she all, all that doesn't matter anymore because she didn't know God, at least at that time. She may have when she passed. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's not my problem, you see. It's God's. He's the one that will judge her, not me. Not me. It's not up to me. Oh, that's gone. It's not up to me. It's all. Uh, it's all up to him. I don't have to carry that burden anymore. You see, I've been carrying something that belonged to him.
1: It's not mine to I carry. And that's where. That's where when you read the second time. I was conceiving iniquity. That's what I, I feel I'm doing. The Holy Spirit told me, or at least I felt he told me, that's exactly where you are. You carry it in everything you do, and I do, Raven. Right? I do. I carry that guilt. Yeah. Every one of those, do you have on your phone your messages? Okay, you asked me four or five different things. You said, what area is your point of attack? All of them. I feel guilty in every one. And no, yet I know before that I God I'm not. I know I'm not guilty. I know he saved me.
0: Let's see. Let me pull that up. I asked you.
1: Let me see it. Okay. In you fact, told Raven, me that. Yeah. Let me rescind the question. I asked you if you knew I was saved or not. That that that's an unfair question. Only the Holy Spirit can convict me of that or bear with my. I do believe I'm saved. Right. But the question to ask: Where do these attacks come? Read the five points or four.
0: Right. Um. I asked you, um, I said, where did the, these demons attack you? In other words, what part of your spirit? Yep. What you taught, what you taught, your salvation, your past,
1: or who you are now? And my answer to you immediately would have been that day if we were talking, every point. But it's guilt. It's guilt. It's constant guilt. I never thought of a, of Psalm 51 as meaning that I am carrying this curse that my parents had because I don't believe they were saved. They did have a generational curse, and I'll tell you, I believe that because the Bible says it. Exodus 20, 1 through 6. But 6 says that if we love God, we're free from it, that I have never put it down. I've never put it away. Now then, now moving on. Once you realized all this about yourself, what was the next thing after you? That night you or that time you asked him you had to be saved right now and be baptized. That's where we left off. Right. Right. What happened? So.
0: So anyway, so uh, <laughs> so that night, uh, I I did I you know I I took off the head covering for baptism. I never put it back on. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: I I talked to my husband. I we did things Wait, like head, you
1: know. Head, were you really meaning you wore a hat? A a
0: scarf, a scarf all the time.
1: Did you wear it to yeah. church?
0: I wore it all the time, never took it off,
1: except oh, for when I went to
0: bed
1: the, at night. Even in the secular world.
0: Yes. Oh, yes. Always. Except for when I went to bed.
1: Yes. The head covering was referring to your submission to Christ, and that's what you were lacking. Yeah. Yes.
0: That's exactly okay. right. My problem, I realized that at that moment that I didn't need to wear it because my covering was Christ. I got you. He was my covering. And God showed me that immediately. I didn't need that because Christ was my covering.
1: I I have you. I have you. So there's, okay, so all this fits in with not being guilty for other people's guilt or even your own guilt before you were saved. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So,
0: so, um, so then I, I got home that evening and I talked to my husband because, I mean, we were very legalist. I wore dresses down to my ankles. I mean, everything, everything, very legalist. My kids my ki- my daughters were not allowed to wear pants i mean they wore dresses all the time drove my family nuts <laughs> so um and they wore they wore head coverings to church my daughters not the rest of the time but to church i mean we were very legalist and um so i got home that night and i talked to my husband because I didn't want to just go off and go crazy, but I said, you know, (laughs) I said, I said, I don't, you know, God is telling me that (laughs) this is unnecessary that if I want to wear jeans or, you know, slacks or whatever, it's fine. That all this stuff is just outward and that it's, that this is not what God is talking about. He's talking about the heart and, you know, not that we can go crazy and, you know, start dressing like street walkers or something, you know, but, but that, this is just silly, you know? And so, and he, he agreed. Now my husband was not saved. Okay. But the point was that God said, you know, do things appropriately, talk to him. And that's what I did. And um, so, <laughs> remember now, we're going to a legalist church. So what happened was, I, they weren't quite as, as legalist as we were at the time, but they, but they only believed in women wearing dresses. They didn't believe in women wearing pants. Da-da-da-da-da-da. So, um, so at that point, you know, I started going, I still had, pants boxed up you know or put away or whatever i'd never gotten rid of them kind of interesting but i never had and um so i started you know wearing you know pants around the house and occasionally when i went out you know i mean it was kind of a slow move backwards well here's what happened a couple days later a lady from the church and i'm not going to mention the church it doesn't matter who she was came to my house to pick something up, didn't say anything to me. But, you know, I came to the, to the, to the door in a pair of jeans and a shirt, you know, and didn't, she didn't say anything to me, but she immediately went to the pastor, and uh, the pastor's wife, and told her that I was wearing pants. So I got a call from the pastor's wife who said to me, since you're wearing pants, I'm going to pray for you because you're obviously not
1: saved. My
0: response: <laughs> now This was that. Yeah.
1: This this was after. Hold on. This was after you had the, uh, told her, him, and her that you weren't saved and you needed to be.
0: That's right.
1: That's right. Oh,
0: oh. Uh, l- let Let me put a little bit of time in there. So this was a couple weeks later. In the meantime, we switched churches we were going to this is a very there was a very quick switchover the pastor at the church we were at um, we found out uh the following week was um was hiding homosexuality in the church <laughs> yes and um and so the church broke and uh, the next week, we were then meeting at the home of the associate pastor, and that's when this happened. So it happened okay. in this in this yeah. So this wow. happened in this time period. Yes.
1: So when you confront him mm-hmm. with the fact that you were not saved, that was almost at the very end of his pastorship. Y- yes. Yes.
0: That okay. church, that oh. church continued on for a couple of months, but it broke up. And then the new oh. church, uh, the new the new church that we were going to, was now in a home, and they're still going. Okay. Very legalist, okay. but they're still but they're still going. Oh, okay. and by the way, just just as an aside, that new pastor, that is very legalist, he, he has a son and a daughter. Neither of which are following after after God. One is one is a gay one is gay, and the other one, uh, I don't know what's going on with him, but I know he's completely turned away from God. So okay. this this is what happens in legalist home. God is not really there. God
1: is not really raise, there. And I was raised in a legalist home. More more than raised in. I'm more than raised in it. I was at the point of going into a seminary to study legalism, but go ahead.
0: Yes. If the Holy spirit is not leading you and your home, it's going to fail. So Amen. it's going to fail. So anyway, so right after this happened, um, so she called me, told me she was going to pray for me, etc. I responded with, "I'm happy to have prayer. I am saved, but if you want to talk about um, clothing, then you might want to start wearing some blouses that are not so see-through." And that's all I've got to say.
1: Oh, this was so, the
0: whoa! This was the pastor's yep, this, wife. This was the pastor's wife. I said, because I can see I can see your slip and your bra through your shirts every Sunday.
1: Was so this Church Raymond too- Hold on, was, was the name of this church Peyton Place?
0: <laughs> right. And she said, What? And I said, I'm just saying take the beam out of your own eye before you go pointing out the splinter in mine." eye. <laughs> and oh. yeah. So I went back to church two more Sundays, that one, with, because my husband wanted to go. And each Sunday, they would stand in the corner after church, gossip about me, and point at me. And I am only pointing this particular thing out. And the reason is because sometimes when we talk about homosexuality, when we talk about uh, uh, any other, pick, pick, pick your favorite sin, the the hate. Okay, when we when we talk about some sins, sometimes we need to take a look at our own. And, and I'm guilty as anyone else. Okay, God is always saying to me, um, "Look at your own. Look at your own." You know, I, I'm I'm just as guilty. This is why I say this. God says to us. Look at your own problem, not at theirs. I'm taking care of them. That's why he says, stop judging everyone else. I've got this. I've got this. You, You worry about you. I'm telling you what I'm bringing you through, and I'm also telling them what I'm bringing them through. We are too worried about this. uh, Everyone else, everyone else, whether they're saved or unsaved. We are too worried about the sins of others when God is bringing us through our own. Now, I'm not saying, I mean, God tells us
1: that we are to be there. Stop. Stop. That makes sense. That makes sense. Don't focus on other people. Focus on yourself first. As far yeah, as because,
0: right now now that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that we shouldn't yes. be careful about where we're being led, right? Because no, we I can't understand. be led. Yep. Right. Yep. Right. We can't be led into apostasy. That's very important. Yep. I, I'm just yep. you know, and we can't be led into sin. We can't sit there and go, oh well, that just means that I can you know, let a homosexual lead me down that path. It's okay for me to go into a bar and be led by my friends or whatever. No, nope, no, nope, nope. no. I'm more there. I'm more there. Right. Right. But, you know, and it, and it doesn't mean we should just sit there and allow our brother in Christ to keep going down a wrong pathway. But, you know, but it doesn't, but it also doesn't mean we're supposed to judge them. That's God's That's what God does. It means that if God, if the Holy Spirit says in love, not us, not our flesh, if the Holy Spirit says that in love, we're supposed to say to them, you know, I really love you. And and God has, has said to me, you know, to a believer, not an unbeliever, a brother, if we see a brother walking away from God, then we're supposed to go to them and say, I love you, brother. I love you. And, and I, I see this happening to you, and I'm, I'm concerned about you. We're not supposed to do that with, with unbelievers. They don't even know who God is. We're supposed to give them the gospel. We're supposed to go out there screaming and yelling at unbelievers. They, they don't even know him. Do we really think that that's going to help them? All that's going to do is drive them further away. That does nothing to them. That does nothing. Bombing abortion clinics, really? That does nothing. They don't know him. We're supposed to give them the gospel and pray for them. Okay. So so anyway, so... So, so I, I left the church. I told my husband. I said, I can't. I can't do this anymore. You know, I'm being. And yeah. what I, but what I didn't realize is I was being judged by unbelievers, or at the very least, at the very least, people who might know him, but were uh, it, it, not. <laughs> I hate to say not walking
1: in the spirit, because Romans says if you're not walking well, no, in the spirit... no, they aren't. Raven, Raven if they're, they're, they aren't walking in the spirit, that's exactly what they're not doing. Now, that's the right. best situation. The more than likely right. is they may not be saved themselves. Right. Yes.
0: Well, in Romans 8, 5, for those who live according to the flesh, that their minds on the things of the flesh... But those who live according to the things of the spirit, the things of the spirit. But to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. If we're not, if we are continually not walking in the spirit,
1: we're
0: we're not, we don't have the spirit. We don't have the spirit.
1: or, or, Or where I see myself is I have the spirit, but I'm still choosing to walk in the flesh and carry this guilt. Because Raven, as I've told you, it attacks me in every area of my life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because verse, verse 13 says, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the right. spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Which means the only way we can put them to death is not by any religious exercise or acting stupid. It is by... Trusting. Walking in the Spirit. In, which is trusting in Jesus Christ and Him alone. Which is yes. Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Let's bring it to Scripture. It's 1 Corinthians 2 2. I determine to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified. So we're, we're getting close in in this thing. We're right back where we started. The title of this, The Cross of Christ. Yes. Now. Well,
0: 8 1. We've got about. 8 1 says. You,
1: well, yeah, eight one ahead. says
0: there is therefore. Eight one says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. So now if see, we're not verse
1: walking, but Raven, yeah. I can. Ne- I never. I never felt what that says. There's no condemnation. I feel it everywhere. But what you're showing me is I'm choosing to pick it up. Yes. If we
0: are not walking according to the Spirit, we are living in condemnation.
1: And condemnation... And I has been.
0: And I have yeah. been.
1: But it's, fo- it's fo- phony condemnation. It's not from God. It's from Satan. That's right. No, that was when God... Condem- well, the Holy Spirit doesn't condemn us until we're dead and reject Christ totally. The Holy Spirit is trying to convict me, and even though I'm positive I'm saved, I'm constantly under condemnation, but it's not from God. Condemnation, as long as I'm alive, is from the enemy. You've opened a new light for me. You've opened a thing that's been bothering me quite a bit. Well, bothering me quite a bit is an understatement. I choose to
0: Possible, you need yep. to go back to Second Corinthians thirteen five.
1: Examine yourself. Yes, I believe I do that, but I do believe that uh, this guilt that I bring upon myself that I'm carrying around. Raven, I you ask a key question: what point of attack? Every one of them. Yeah. That is almost contradictory to salvation, and I am—I just yeah. don't—I—I I believe I'm saved, but I really think this is a key point, and I've got to give some serious thought to this after we talk, or in the next day or two or more, carrying around this guilt that I was motivated in my religious life from the time until I was 43 years old. Right. Now that's not a license for me to sin but it does show why even though it, it does show why even though I am convinced I'm saved I have no no anything. Yeah. I have no joy, no no peace, no comfort. Very interesting. Now, we've got we've got about eight or seven minutes. Do you wanna concluding this thing, what 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 has transpired then you left the church, you're saved. And I think yes. you've answered the question, what did you do in that moment? Now in that moment when you realized you weren't saved, what is the first thing you did again? For those who may wonder if they're not. I, I Did prayed. you ask God? You prayed? Yep. Huh? Yep. Okay.
0: I prayed. I spent all afternoon in prayer, in scripture, and examining myself. Examining yep. myself. I just talked to him. And, and I said, you know, Lord, I know you're right. I, I know this. I, and I didn't even really know. You know, thirteen five. I didn't really. Uh, no, I, I Right, but I realized that this was not Satan. This was God convicting me. I finally, you know,
1: I just knew it. Now, there's a big difference between conviction and guilt. Yes, I knew that the Holy Spirit was
0: was trying to get my attention. He had my attention. He was saying to me, look, you don't have any joy. You have no peace. You're constantly walking around in in frustration, and you don't love anyone. Not really. It's all manufactured love. It's, it's you trying yes. to go out and, and, and show kindness to people, but it's not real. It's not real. You, you don't... Yeah, you, you you don't, you, you know, you, you go through the motions day after day, but you just don't really have it from me. You don't have it from me. And, and it was genuine sorrow that came out in me that evening when I finally just broke down, when he broke me. He had to break me in order to re in order to begin remaking me. He had to break me. He had to break me.
1: It 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 had to come I, I, to that. Hey, Raven, this is what I want to talk about Tuesday morning more. Okay. Make a note of that. Break. I don't believe I've been broken, but that accident that I was in in 83 could have been breaking because that's when I decided to stop religion. Yeah. I don't know. Because you sound like you've gone through multiple breakings. No, just one. Yes.
0: Yes. I would say that's true, but that first one was complete
1: and total brokenness. I mean, just complete. Okay. I I say that happened to me in the emergency room in 1983 when I was laying there for three days in intensive care. And with my mouth wired shut, I says, God, what am I doing wrong? And I said, show me. And I I think I was broken then because I couldn't. I was in the hospital three and a half weeks. So I couldn't do anything. Yeah. I was broken from religion, from religion. But I still mm-hmm. carried the guilt that I never saw until you brought up Psalm 51.5. Now, again, so I'm not mistaken. You interpreted Psalm 51.5 as you are carrying around the guilt that was a tradition in your family. Yes. Okay. Family was obviously a religious family, obviously. Um, religious.
0: Well, not so much religious. Well, religious in the aspect that they went to church every Sunday. They right, believed that, just, e- but they just believed that everyone went to heaven. They were what I think it's called universalism, but it's it's a yep, church okay, that, okay. but it's a church okay. that you know it's just like you go to church. They 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 talk about the Bible. They they sort of do good things, but they yep, just think yep, that everyone yep. goes to heaven. They don't really believe in hell.
1: Yep, that okay. church doesn't okay. believe in hell. Okay, we're, 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 we've accomplished quite a bit here today. Uh, especially for me, because I really, I never looked at that, that I was picking this guilt up, which Christ has already crucified to the cross. He's nailed it to the cross. In fact, Philippians 2.14 says that. Not Philippians, Colossians 2.14. Why don't you turn to that and read Colossians 2, and I'm going to have you read, I think, 14 and 15. Yeah, read two thirteen through fifteen in Colossians, and this is Christ has already nailed this stuff to the cross. All of this, all the law and the guilt. Colossians read 13, two fifteen.
0: Okay. Thirteen through fifteen. And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh. He has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all your trespasses. All of them. If we, yes, if we accept that, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed oh my principalities.
1: So what hold on what I'm saying yeah. all my guilt he to the cross cuz he's he has obeyed the law for me. Yes. Okay. He
0: made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it.
1: So I am just not applying Colossians 2:14 with the knowledge of psalm 51 i see it okay i want to hold on to the guilt for whatever reason now we don't even need to go into that that's not part of this okay but the first thing you did when you needed you know this was the whole topic of the last two weeks when you knew that you weren't saved you prayed Mm -hmm. yes okay all right. We're at 29 minutes. I got to get off, Raven, because I don't want to interrupt the people that are coming on, but we will continue with Romans 8.18 next week. Folks, thanks for listening. Raven, thanks for your information. I'm going to mull it over. Okay. All right, Kyle. Take care. I'll talk to you later. Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: by law. In terms of conditions, 18 plus.